Welcome, 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 everybody. My name is Sophia, and you're listening to APN's Waveform. So today we have a very interesting episode planned, full of lots of different topics that are all very important to all of us, and I'm sure some of you. Today I'm joined with some of my favorite people in APN, Clara Montenegro and Giselle Lai, and with all of us here, we make up all of the girls in APN. Let's get going. I'm Clara, and it's great to be here on the podcast with you guys today. I'm Giselle, and I'm so excited to be here. So basically, I am a little bit different. This is my first year in APN, so I think something that really shocked me was that in the very first meeting, of course, it was online, and I just looked at the screen, and I was like, wow, boys. (laughs) And of course, like within like the first few weeks, we had to start with our partner work and all that, and I'm sure it is for like Claire and Sophia that of course, it's easier to get along with girls, especially if it's your first time. But like, and that's what I expected. But within like the first few weeks, I was working with a boy who was like two or three years older than me. And I had no idea who he was. And of course, it was just like a little bit awkward because it's like a girl and boy contact when, of course, there's two other girls that I possibly could have worked with just to make it a little bit easier. But yeah, I think that also just leads into like, there's only three girls in APN. So having only looking at the screen and seeing only like two other girls is kind of a little bit intimidating but it kind of just works out it's definitely super intimidating like i totally agree with that especially because the three of us we get interrupted and talked over all the time and just being able to be like oh um hi i wasn't done talking or claire you just interrupted clara i wasn't done speaking is super hard and is super intimidating not knowing what others will say and if you kind of like if or if one of the boys give attitude or like kind of talk in a more like sassy tone and you give even a little bit of that you will immediately be called out in front of the whole class and even though they will have no repercussions for talking the way that they just did so that can be super frustrating I think it's a little bit different for me just because I have been in APN for three years and a part of the program, you know, I did beginning video production in my freshman year and then APN my sophomore through senior year. But I think in the beginning, I was feeling exactly what you guys were feeling. I felt like I had to establish who I was, what I stand for and how hard I can work before I was, you know, taken a little bit more seriously, not only just by the advisor, by Mr. Sunez, but by everybody in general, knowing this girl knows what she's talking about when it comes to sport. She has sports. She has ideas you know, for pump-up videos, for player cards, like, she can do it. Like, she's busy, she has a lot going on, but, you know, she can do it, and she's dedicated to the program. So, yeah, I think you definitely have to prove yourself more before you're actually respected. Um, I remember, I believe it was my junior year, going into junior year, uh, I was with another female who was working in APN, and who was a member of APN, and we didn't think we could pull off two shows again and I remember having the conversation with her how do we approach Mr. Sunez like with this idea and this topic because you know two shows was something we had been doing for a little bit over than a year but we just you know the amount of homework we were having the amount of people in the class the type of people in the class we just thought it would be overall better for our mental health if we went back to the one show and bringing that conversation to him was definitely difficult Maybe because it was just us two. I think it was the other girl who actually approached Nunez with the situation or just that it was still fresh. It was still school, new school year and maybe we could pull it off. But I think sometimes approaching people with situations as a female without having that report of 
I know what I'm doing is very difficult, especially with people who hold power over you. Exactly. And then with also with proving yourself, it's like, um, you, why do I have to prove myself when I have 10 hours of homework? And why do I kind of force myself to jump onto things just to prove that I can do it when even though, yes, I can do it, even if I can do it, I will be getting two hours of sleep with it. I will not be eating breakfast because I don't have time to. So I think proving yourself is also a lot more than it's giving more than just being able to do it. It's being able to execute it well and be happy with your result and be able to eat all of your meals and be able to like be happy and be okay afterwards. So I think too also some of the topics that we get onto the APN show at least this year are definitely skewed more to suit the testosterone in our class <laughs> you know we have a lot of cyberpunk we have um you know different different tastes of what our stories have been and I think that's a product of only having three girls in the class exactly and um with this goes with like when we said when one of us suggests a story about um, eating disorders or for some reason eating disorders or periods or uh, menstrual health or like um, like different health things that are more for girls than they are for guys, nobody else will volunteer for it. And it's like, I'm sorry, but the three of us can't do the breast cancer story every year. We can't do this story every year or every time we have one of these st- these stories and um and it's really hard to kind of be pushed into all of these when one of the guys can do these perfectly well too, and but they just don't want to because it's uncomfortable or different things. Yeah, like Sophia was saying that like we do the breast cancer, or at least the girls of APN do the breast cancer show like every year. But just this past year during COVID, we had two boys work on it and it wasn't just like, oh yeah, I'll volunteer to do it. It took so much like hard work and pushing just to get them to do a two minute long story that maybe they felt a little bit uncomfortable in in that two minutes but I don't it's so confusing as to why we had to push them so hard to do something that's just known around the world I mean it's not like yeah maybe they might have like a least likely chance to get it but their mom could get it their sisters can get it like everybody it's all around them and it's not something they can just deny and ignore so and I think also with these girl stories these people um a little while ago I was doing the sexual assault story and obviously for a lot of reasons this is a very hard story for anyone to do and especially I know for us and our school that we go to the culture at our school makes it even harder for the story to be like an easy or easier one to do so people not I was having a really hard time writing the script um I was having a really really hard script time writing the script for this um episode and I or that story and I was having Clara read it and then I was talking to Sunnis and I was like I don't understand why you're having so much hard trouble with this and I was like because I don't remember because I blocked this out of my memory because it was such a hard time for me and then he was like oh oh yeah I remember this could have like and and then I was talking to the other people in the class and they were like oh yeah I, I remember I realized it could get kind of hard I imagine even though they obviously don't understand what that's like most of them so it was just super hard trying to like stand my ground and try to say I'm sorry this is 
it's a little too hard I can't do this so I think that's definitely a gender thing I think girls are more aware of that side of it just by you know the world that we live in but I think too it goes to show the lack of education either through parenting or through health education that we receive at school I know as a girl I've learned everything I know about my body about you know relationships through experience not through education not through reading in a textbook or being told by a teacher it comes from the home and it comes through living through it which sometimes is hard when it's a traumatic experience but when it's you know a raw emotional experience I think sometimes you learn better and I think the community that we live in where it's so focused on academics and extracurriculars it's less focused on emotional connections and relationships with people so I think we see it even more prevalent in our community because that's not what our focus is on and that doesn't make it more or less okay it just makes it harder to be a female having conversations with a male who doesn't understand it yeah and I think another big thing is that when we do go to them and we attempt to talk to them they try really hard to understand like there's no denying it they do really try hard but it's just something that like no matter how good we explain it it's something that they will never get to experience and that's so hard because they say that like oh yeah I get it like I understand what you're going through but you don't I'm sorry but you really don't and it's just so difficult to just be like yeah you don't understand anything I'm saying like I'm sorry but exactly and then along with this comes making sure that our topics for our stories don't make somebody uncomfortable but um and I think a lot of the times realizing that um, health of your body of, or of different parts of your body should not be a taboo topic and the reason why it is a taboo topic is because in the media you don't see stories on in that and that is something that we have the luxury of changing right now and especially in what we're doing so um, yeah and it's really hard to think like oh but why are we having f- six stories on this but we haven't had a single story on what's happening in Argentina or what's happening in New Zealand. And it's like, we have to normalize things by doing it ourselves. Yeah, I remember... Oh. Go ahead. Yeah, I remember, like, it wasn't too long ago, maybe it's like three weeks ago or so, and Sophia brought up the topic and was like, oh, they're finally having free period products in the school. And when we were, like, finalizing our final rundown... It was completely looked over. Like, I'm pretty sure we would have, we chose like a video game topic over something way more important. And it's just that they don't get it because they're not a girl. But then when we looked at it, it was like, well, why are we talking about a video game over something that half the population is worrying about and is so proud of? But yeah, it was just so weird to see it completely looked over. Like, we didn't even have like a 30 second discussion about it. So, yeah. And I think, too, they don't realize how much it actually affects us. When it goes to free period products, like the story idea we had for what's happening in New Zealand, I don't think they realize that a box of pads costs anywhere between like $6.99 to $11.99. Tampons, more or less the same. You need a box every month. That adds up. For 40 years of your life, it adds up. And then you go into 
the health side of it and wanting to, you know, get your regular checkups and making sure everything's okay down there and doing your breast exams and having um, mammograms and doing all that stuff. And while it doesn't directly affect us yet, because we don't have mammograms until like age 40, I think a lot of us have experienced family members who go through stuff like that or, you know, what's going on in Argentina and the abortion, um, the legalization of abortions. Maybe us personally in APN, none of us have had abortions. Maybe we have a family member who does or a cousin who has or they don't know our personal situations and what we're going through and we don't know that of our student body. So being able to have those types of stories, I think, educates people and brings it another step further so that if they do come across somebody with a problem or a situation, they know a little bit more about the education and how to handle it. Exactly. And with that, no, exactly what Clara was saying. And um, just we have the we have the ability to completely change that. We are a media producing program and we can make the media changing telling people hey this is what's going on hey this is what you need to know so if somebody another part of like female health is like learning about how about like miscarriages and things so you maybe if we do a story on um what like feminine health we can include that and then so people know if someone in their life has had one then they know how to approach it with kindness and empathy and and all these things, but you don't learn these things from school. I've, I know everything I've learned about, everything I've learned from my friends and from relationships I've had and different things like that, so. A new newsletter brought to you by Media Minds. Yeah, right. Cool. We're the journalists, writers, and communicators of Arcadia. APN, DCI, Pow Wow, the Arcadian, and the AppDev team has created the AHS Student Media Newsletter and plan to collaborate even more. Together, we are Media Minds. Thank you guys so much for coming back from our break. You know, my freshman year of high school, I was approached by Mr. Sunez. I was in his video beginning video production class and he knew I kind of had a goal of wanting to be a silent reporter for ESPN for Fox News and do stuff like that. And this was just the time that our football team was starting to actually get good and not lose every single game. So I jumped at the opportunity to sideline our homecoming game and the rest is kind of history from there with my relationship with APN. Um, I had been wanting to sideline report since as long as I can know you know I grew up watching people like Aaron Andrews and Christina Pink and Michelle Tafoya on Sunday Night Football and watching them helped me realize or not helped me realize it kind of formed my love for sports the love of the game I had grown up playing sports I played soccer I played softball I did track my freshman and sophomore year but it wasn't until I did the behind the scenes and actually got into what the teams and being a part of it through as a new organi- news organization did I really realize how much I actually do love sports um yeah exactly. and being and being able to sideline report for the school is just a really fun opportunity and being able to make those connections with athletes and understand what they're going through and being able to make it as a part of a segment I think it's really awesome no, exactly. And then with Clara doing it, like once I finally got into it and because she's a little older than me and 
once I was behind her camera recording her and putting her online, I I, w- I realized it too, and I was like, oh my god, this is so, so cool. This is what I want to do as well. And it's like being part of something, knowing that you're there are not many other girls who do it, let alone girls of color who do it. So you really feel like you're part of something, and you, whenever people ask you, like, oh, where can I find your live stream? Because they know that you're part of it. It's a really, really awesome feeling that I'm hoping yeah. to get back to next semester. But. Yeah, like Clara, I grew up playing sports. I didn't play multiple sports. I played softball my entire life, and I still do. So it's pretty much just my sort of identity. So, of course, I grew up in the sports world. My whole family did. And when I go to the football games freshman year, and I would see that whole APN crew like on the sidelines, and I see them like sprinting and getting on the floor to get these shots, and I would see Clara interviewing these players, I looked at them and I was like, I want to do whatever they're doing. And this was even before I applied for APN. So when I got into APN, I was like, oh my God, cool. Like I get to be that person on the field. And then COVID hits and now I'm like at home and I'm producing stories, which which isn't terrible, but of course it's not something that like, I'm so destined, like, yes, I want to do this. But it was just really hard to know that I'm, I came into APN and I'm doing something that I didn't mainly come into APN for. And I think that's definitely one of the hardest things about this year is, you know, as the three girls in APN, none of us are doing what we really signed up for, wanted to do. You know, Sophia wants to do live streams. Um, Giselle, you want to do the sidelining and making the sports stories just like what I want to do. And it's just not being able to do what we we want to do you know not only as women but as members of APN uh, is definitely hard absolutely and then I think that also watching all of these other women do it and seeing art like seeing them how they're up there on the tv just on like Sunday night football and stuff made us want to do it like even more because I know I watch them and I, I love watching football games and basketball games and I'm like oh but I don't get to do that right now and then just like Giselle is saying like oh, I've been waiting to do it, you know, and I'm now I'm sitting here podcasting, which is I love, but it's not the same as live streaming. So I think definitely too seeing people like Sarah Fuller as the Vandy kicker, Kimming as the Marlins GM, you have three NFL coaches, you have an NBA assistant coach for the Spurs. Um, it's definitely cool to see us in there and getting that media coverage. But what kind of irks me is when I go on Instagram and I read ESPN's comments and it's boys being like go back to the kitchen or stupid little comments like that it's like half of the comments on ESPN's post are little boys who know nothing about sports so when I see women talking about sports and knowing more than the men who think or the boys who think that they know more it satisfies my heart knowing that no, we're better in this area than you are. You can you can take your Instagram comment somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. And you, you can go, go sorry. Go. No, you can go. Exactly, and I think that's also just one of the biggest things that like we talked about in like with Camilla Harris that she's inspiring so many people. She, they're all inspiring me because if you told 7-year-old me that there's going to be a, a power 5 kicker who is a girl and is scoring so much and is doing so good, I would have never believed it. But now here I am, I'm 15 years old and I'm in high school and 
everything is just coming together and like slowly maybe not like just all at once there's like a hundred people a hundred girls in uh, like sports right now but like slowly it's all adding up so possibly by the time that us three like get older and get to that stage who knows how many girls are going to be in sports and who knows how girls are kind of just going to run the sports world maybe no and exactly with that it's like also all the little girls who are watching tv right now and watching kamala harris a black and brown woman be inaugurated is a pretty magical thing especially i know as a south asian girl if you would have told like a younger me like giselle said that um that a brown woman was going to be in office i would have never believed it i would have been like yeah 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 right in what world but it's it's really nice to have someone who i know looks like me and so yeah I definitely think, too, it's not only the people in positions of power or the women in positions of power that help us to, you know, reflect and see ourselves in those positions of power. I think it also translates within our communities. When we grow up and we see different people, I know growing up, seeing Barack Obama, you know, a black man in the highest the highest office of the land, it's kind of like, whoa, like there's there's diversity, there's a mix here. And I think seeing those types of people on bigger bigger platforms and the diverse the area the range of diversity translates within our own communities and the friends that we have and how we treat other people and how we see it. oh it's it's good to see women being successful it's good to see this stuff and i think it's important that we are exposed to that especially at a young age and that we have conversations with our families about it and then i think also with seeing kamala in office it's also knowing that there's another girl who at some point or another in her life has been giving the t- given the talk on how to be safe, on how to walk with keys in between your fingers, don't sit in your car for a long time, carry pepper spray, have a light rape alarm. And now we have someone in office who understands that and the little things just like going to the bathroom, asking someone, hey, do you have a pad I can use? Or do you have a tampon? And these things, having someone who can hopefully destigmatize these things that need to be destigmatized. Not only yeah, destigmatize. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of people, I'm pretty sure like all the girls see it, but maybe not the boys, but seeing a woman in power is so like, brings us to a whole nother level. And I don't think other people understand that, but it can help us so much in the long run that it's, crazy just to know that like today like people are watching on tv and they're watching history and for us or at least for me it's just like i'm watching a girl get like going into the white house and it just brings everything together and it's just so empowering and it just makes us feel so good i think too when you walk into a room as a as a female and you walk into a room and it's you know, all males in there, you're like, ooh, like it's a little tense. You kind of tense up a little bit. But you see another female in there and you're really, f- you kind of, you know, you can wipe the sweat off your forehead. And I think it goes the same way with positions of power and stuff. Being able to see another person like you, like, oh, okay. Maybe we don't have the same opinions, but I at least know we're coming from some of the same angles. And to be able to have someone that represents you as well is pretty special. Exactly. But I think, too, having women in power doesn't always necessarily mean that there is going to be change. I think it's definitely a step forward, but at the end of the day, 
Kamala Harris and all these these women who are in politics, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, they're they're at their houses. They're or they're at the White House. They're up in their their higher ups. So it really does come back to being back in our community because we don't know if they're going to actually make a difference. We don't we don't know what their long term plan is or what's going to happen. And I think it's great to have that hope. But I think as a woman too who's you know myself who's been through a lot I think you have to be realistic and understand that we do still need to be protecting ourselves we do still need to have pepper sprays on our keychains and we need to look out for one another we need to continue to educate about mental health about you know sexual education about our rights and stuff because at the end of the day we're fighting for ourselves we can fight together as women as women of color as you know as white women as women from all different angles of life but when women come together it's even more powerful than just the person who's holding the holding the office absolutely i completely agree with that and i yeah what you were saying is so so important just because kamala is up there doesn't mean that she we need to stop fighting for change just because there's another woman up in office doesn't mean i'm not going to carry um pepper spray with me and yeah, and it definitely sucks like that, but I know having Kamala in office does give me hope, and having somebody who looks like me gives me a lot more hope, too, so that's a wrap, and thank you all for so much for listening to Season 2, Chapter 4 of APN's Waveform. Though it does suck being one of three girls in APN, it's definitely nice to know you guys better than if there were a lot more. And if you like this, please like, comment, and subscribe for more of this. Don't forget to also watch APN's weekly news shows every Fridays at 1pm. Once again, we th thank you all so much for watching this video. This has been Sophia, and tune in next week on APN's Waveform.